tell you. What? I know somebody who know everything about everybody. Who? If you stick around the wild moment, you'll find out. Hi, I'm Karima with Word of Wisdom Ministries. Thank you for joining us today. Please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and like us on Facebook. And now for another inspiring episode of Wow Moment with our host, Frank Coxton. I want to begin today, I want to talk about uh, a passage of scripture that is very, very common passage of scripture. And that passage of scripture is John the 8th chapter. And I'm going to read verses 3 to 11. And I'm reading out of the King James Version tonight. So uh, verse number three says, and the, and the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Number five says, Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned, but what sayest thou? Verse number six, Jesus, uh, this they said, tempting him that they might have a I mean, might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. Verse 7, so when they continued asking, he lifted up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Verse number nine, and they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. Verse 10, and when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. So this was a thought that the Lord had dropped in my spirit this week, and I knew instantly that this had to be shown here or, or spoke here on wow moment. So what happened here is such an awesome thing, such a powerful thing, and it just shows how good our God is. It just shows how awesome and how all-knowing our God is. So these are, are, are some, some people here. They want to, you know, they're always challenging Jesus on the laws and, and they want to see what he has to say about this woman. So they found a woman who was in, in the middle of adultery. So they walked in on her in an adulterous love affair and they caught her in the very act of committing adultery. Notice how people are. They didn't bring the man that she was committing adultery with. 
they brought her before the people. So when they brought her before Jesus and, and they sought to stone her, I, I really don't think they wanted to stone the lady. I really think they wanted to see what Jesus, they just wanted to antagonize Jesus, and so they thought. Uh, but they brought her in the midst of the of the group, and then they, they challenged Jesus, asking him, uh, what should we do? Because uh, Moses said that she's supposed to be stoned for the actions that we caught her in. But what happened, and this is what the Spirit uh, laid on my heart, is that Jesus leaned down and he began to write in the dirt. And the Bible says that he wrote it in the dirt as if he couldn't hear anybody talking. But then what, what God was showing me, and now, mind you, this, the scriptures don't say anything about what he wrote, but I'm telling you, this is what God was dealing with me on, and, and he revealed this to me. And I, I just asked you to just listen and hear what, what God has shared with me. And what he was sharing with me was that the writings that Jesus was writing on the ground was, was possibly, uh, he was writing down, okay, tallying, basically like tallying up a score. So, so we have this woman here, so let's write. You said that you caught her in an adulterous love affair. You caught her in the act, in the very act. So you have several witnesses here that can say and vouch that this is what this lady done. But now let's move across the whole group here, and let's start writing name, and let's start writing sins. Because the Bible declares that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. And so here is God Almighty, Jesus Christ, and he's writing on the ground. And everybody that sees Jesus and they see him stoop down and they see the writing, they see their own individual selves. And when he stood up and he spoke and he asked, he said that whoever doesn't have sin to throw a stone, see, that's what came out of the mouth. But each individual person heard something completely different. What they heard was their sins being exposed. And now this is the powerful part because Jesus doesn't bring condemnation. The Bible declares that they, their conscience, they were convicted in their conscience. He brought conviction of their own sins to them. I, I could imagine that that's what he was writing on the ground and they saw it, but he did it in such a way that the person to the left or to the right of you didn't know that he was writing about you. He might have wrote one thing down on the ground, but everybody's seen their own sins. Listen to what I'm saying, how powerful God is. Everybody's seen themselves and what he wrote, and everybody heard themselves and what he said. But everybody heard something completely different. So basically, uh, the writing on the wall, per adventure, uh, if, I could, if I could indulge you for a moment, the writing on the wall, uh, on the dirt, rather, probably went something like, okay, so... You got this woman here that has been accused of adultery, but I see I see uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Chris back in the back, and and let me write down uh, he he's a thief, and uh, I'm God Almighty, and I know everybody doesn't know this about you, but I know that you you're the one that's been robbing the local market. Uh, let me go. I see a uh, 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 brother brother Michael uh, standing next to him. Uh, uh, brother Michael, you are a liar. Uh, everybody believes the things that you're saying, but I, I know the truth, and I know that those are lies that you're spreading around uh, the neighborhood, around the village, uh, around the camp. Those are lies that you're telling. Uh, so then he goes on down, and he, and he says, uh, 
Uh, Brother Steve standing over there. Brother Steve, I, I know that you're a murderer. Uh, they they're trying to investigate, trying to figure out who murdered this person. Uh, but I know it was you, and and you're you're hiding behind all your alibis and things that you tried to create. But I I know the truth. Uh, so what I'm saying is that he he went down the line, and and everybody standing there had some kind of fault, some kind of sin in their life. But yet they were willing to just look at this lady's sin, this lady's faults, and they want Jesus to side with them and interact on, on their cause, on their behalf, and trying to use the word of God against God. That's crazy in itself. But then Jesus, when he, when he sees, when they're all gone at the end and he sees nobody there but the woman, uh, he says, where are thine accusers? And then he, he tells her uh, that, he doesn't condemn her. I cannot tell you that the word says that there are, there's no condemnation. There's no once we once we come into Christ, once Christ has dealt with our hearts, there's no more condemnation. Now God doesn't deal in the world of condemnation because we know that condemnation brings guilt and condemnation brings shame, and that's not the business that God is into. God brings conviction. Conviction is that thing that makes you say makes you do a self-evaluation or a self-reflection. And conviction is that thing that makes you reach for God and not run from God. See, when you're condemned, you try to hide from God because your shame gets in the way and your guilt gets in the way. And con condemnation makes you feel terrible and it makes you feel bad and makes you makes you feel unworthy. This is condemnation. Condemnation makes you continue in sin because you just give up and say, why bother? I can never be forgiven for the things that I've done. That's condemnation. But Jesus deals in conviction and conviction comes to make you feel godly. Sorry for what you've done in a repentant state. But that's not a state of, of unworthiness. That's making you reach for God because conviction gets you to the point where you say, I've got to get rid of this stuff. I've got to get rid of this thing. I've got to get rid of this sin, and I've got to reach for God. And that's what conviction does. And they were convicted here. God sent conviction to these men, and they all left with convicted hearts. That means to tell me that they all walked away from there knowing that they had sin in their life. Because let me tell you how we can be, church people. Uh, sometimes, and, and I don't want to get you uh, mad with me, but let, walk with me now and tell me that you don't experience this. Uh, sometimes we can be so holy and, and we act like we don't have any sin in our lives and we can call somebody out. Let me tell you the difference. The difference is your sin hasn't been exposed publicly. So now, because somebody else's sin is a public thing, we trample over them and we put them and push them down into their sin and, and try to make them waddle in their sin. But that's not what God does. He didn't do that to this lady. This lady had just got caught in the act of committing adultery and God told her to go and sin no more. It was a done deal right there. I mean, it's probably minutes after the action that she's done, but God, according to him, according to how he feels, he's done with it, but people will hold it. If she was caught in adultery by the church, we would hold that over her. It would be five years down the road, and we'll still be saying, you can't serve on this committee until you get right with God.
She was right with God the minute she came to God. She didn't even have to ask for forgiveness right here. He's just so merciful and just that he gave it to her. But listen, we once we ask God to forgive us, then that's what God does. And just like he did for the lady, he doesn't condemn you. He said, I did not condemn thee. I don't condemn thee. I, I, listen, all those people that were here earlier, they came to condemn thee, but I don't condemn thee. Go and sin no more. This is Jesus. This is who we're supposed to aspire to be like. And, and so I, I didn't give the name of today's title, uh, but today's title is Exposing Your Dirt. So Jesus was riding in the dirt and he was exposing their dirt in the dirt. Uh, so this is what he was dealing with me on, that he was exposing their dirt, but he's such a gentleman that even though they were wrong and they were trying to accuse somebody else, he still was gentle in how he dealt with them. And he just gave them conviction of their own mess without publicly embarrassing them or publicly bringing them to an open shame. He just wrote down their stuff and they went away individually, probably like, oh my God. Lord, how did you know that I did those things? Oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm walking around here like I'm holy than thou, but but I'm such a wretch undone. See, this is how people come to God. They come to God through conviction. They come to God once they hear the word of God and they find that their life and the word of God don't mess up with one another. And then they become convicted of the things that they've been doing and they can find God, they can reach God. But nobody is going to reach God from a message coming from somebody that's bringing condemnation to them, telling them that their sin is, is their downfall. Their sin is who they are. Their sin is their, their label. That's what, that's, that's what you see when you see them. Because they were trying to tell this lady, I see an adulterous person when I see you. But Jesus didn't see what they saw. Are you glad today that when Jesus sees you, he doesn't see what people see? Are you glad today that when Jesus sees you, he sees his child? Are you glad today that when Jesus sees you, he sees his love being poured towards you? And every, even though you might feel at stages in your life that you're unworthy, but God sees otherwise. Because you see, we're all unworthy of God's love, but his grace allows us to receive his love. So he sees otherwise. His grace was extended to this lady right here. And it's, it's, it's a powerful thing that his grace, not only was it extended to the lady, his grace was actually extended to everybody that was standing there. Because he was so merciful and so gracious that he gave them conviction. Let me tell you, once you become convicted, you're going to go and get that thing right. Once you become condemned, you're going to go hide in it. When the Bible says that they were convicted in their conscience, you better believe that they went and got it right because their conviction came straight from the Holy Ghost. Their conviction came straight from God Almighty. Jesus gave them conviction of their own selves. It's like a uh, looking in the mirror. Uh, listen, Real quick, so we before we before we end today's uh, lesson, uh, turn with me to 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 Genesis, the fourth chapter of Genesis. Uh, I'm going to read uh, the eighth through the eleventh uh, verse, and I'm starting at verse eight, and it says, "And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when 
they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel and um, his brother and slew him. In verse number nine, and the Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? We hear that a lot. In verse 10, and he said, what hast thou done? Thy voice, the voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thine hand. So uh, the reason I, I read Cain and Abel's story, uh, first of all, Cain and Abel's story, that is brothers, uh, brother against brother, well, one brother against the other brother, actually. But what happened is we all know that Cain became jealous of the sacrifice by his brother Abel, and we know that he rose up against him and he slew him. But what, what happened was he tried to cover it up. He, he tried to go around like as if nothing happened. Uh, he even tried to say, I, I don't know anything about what my brother's whereabouts. Uh, am I my brother's keeper? But it was the dirt that cried out to God, and the dirt exposed his sin. The dirt exposed him, and, and now here's God talking to him, and he's letting him know that the earth cried out to me about your brother's blood, the shedding of your brother's blood. The dirt cried out. Your dirt has been exposed, Cain. I know what you have done. And now, even though you tried to hide it, and and, and then you, you tried to to deny it or, or lie about it and, and make little statements to try to throw it off as if this isn't God Almighty that you're talking to. But he didn't kill him. He didn't destroy him at that moment. He didn't do any of that stuff because he's, even though grace wasn't uh, extended at this time, God was still merciful to Cain. He had within his rights as God. God has all right to do anything he wants to do. So nobody reading the scripture would have said anything ill toward God if he would have if he would have had uh, Cain slain right then and there on the spot. But he didn't do that. But the thing I want you to see is that he tried to hide his sins. He tried to go about life as if nothing happened. And that, that's, that's how we find ourselves today. We try to go about life as, as if nothing happened. But once we hear about somebody else's sin or somebody else's fault or downfall, or we're quick to jump on their neck and trample them. Well, I want to encourage you today, don't take that approach because our God is so merciful and so just and he's so forgiving, he's so long-suffering that he's offering an olive branch to you for your faults. He's offering an olive branch to you for your sins. So I ask you today as a body of Christ, the, the body of the living God, that we would do the same for our brothers and sisters in Christ. People are going to fall. People are going to make mistakes. People are going to sin. The Bible says that, that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. There's not one, not one of us. I don't care what your title is. I don't care what your position is. I don't care how long you've been in the church. There's not one of us that don't have sin in their life. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. And the one thing you have to know about God is God is not a respecter of person. So it doesn't matter what your title or position or, or your longevity in the church is. 
God sees you the same as he sees that person that just walked off the street and into the church. Hence the lady who just got caught in adultery, but God sees her evenly like he's seen everybody else. He doesn't have respect to person. So listen, stop accusing and start lifting people up. Start raising people up. When, they, when people fall short, let them know that it's going to be all right. Be an encourager. Be an encourager because God is extending that same grace to you. Let's extend that grace to one another. Because this thing right here, if you're open up, if you're really open to God, you're really open to his scriptures, then he'd be exposing your dirt. When I read the scriptures, my dirt is exposed. So I have a choice to make. I can either be condemned of my dirt or I can go and be convicted and get it right with God. So when you get into the word of God and when you hear messages like this, make the choice to receive conviction and get it right with God. That's where we are today. Get it right with God and don't allow or don't have him have to expose your dirt. Don't have him have to do that. We all have it. But be honest with yourself because you can't lie to God. Be honest with yourself. What a powerful anointing time word. I sure hope that that word really meant something to you. I pray that that word reaches into the deepest, deepest recesses of your heart and will just let you know that our God is not in the condemning business. He did not come here to bring condemnation to any of us. Our God wants to convict us of our sins. He wants us to reach for him. He wants us to bring our troubles to him. He wants us to bring our cares to him. And he wants us to bring our faults to him. So often the enemy makes us so discouraged that we don't want to come to God with our faults. But God wants you to come to him with your faults. He wants you to come to him with your sins. When you fall, he wants you to come to him. Think about your, your, your own earthly child. If your child makes a mistake and then you find out later the mistake that was made, it hurts you because they didn't come to you. You want to be able to help them even when they make mistakes. That is our Heavenly Father. Even in the midst of our mistakes, He wants to be our God. He wants to be our Father. And I just praise Him for that today. And I pray that that thing really resonates in your hearts and minds today that we serve an awesome God, and he loves us. He goes far and beyond our imagination. He loves us. Listen, if you don't know Christ, if you haven't gave your life to Christ today, I want to give you the keys to salvation, and I encourage you to call us, and we can give you a personal Bible study and go deeper into this thing. And you can also call us, and we will help you find a church home. But if you don't know God today, if you don't know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, in the book of Acts, the second chapter, uh, Peter began to preach in verse number 38, and he tells the people, he said to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, which means removal of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We must be born of water and of spirit. That's what Jesus said in, in John, the third chapter. He said, except the man be born of water and of spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom. These are the keys to salvation. This is the ground level, the entry level of salvation. So I extend that to you today. And if you want to know more about that, please, 
ministry20 at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us an email. Call us at 910-447-2224. Call us today, and we will help you along the way in this process. Let us go before the Lord in prayer this evening. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God, we thank you for the viewers. We thank you for the hearers, the listeners of your word. And Father, we thank you for the word that you placed on my heart today. And God, I pray that it would go, Lord, and reach, Lord, its intended purpose. For those that are feeling condemnation today, for those who have faults, have sins, and they're not turning to God or not confessing to God their sins because condemnation has set in, I pray, God, that they be released from that. I pray, God, they be released from guilt. They be released from shame. They be released from condemnation today. God, I pray that a strong spirit of conviction come upon each of us, Lord. The only thing that we're doing is reaching for you because we want to get rid of those things that separate us from you. God, your love, Lord, is continuous, and it goes on and on, and there's no end to your love. And we want to walk in your love. We want to walk in your favor. We want to walk in your glory. And we want to live in your grace. We thank you right now. We praise you, Lord. And we honor you right now. And Father, we pray for our nation today. We pray for our world. God, there's so much turmoil and so much division. But God, we know that you are a unifier. And there's one thing that we can have in common with one another, and that is you. And I pray, God, that you would touch the hearts and minds of men and women today all around this world, God. And let them know, God, that you are still in control. You are still God Almighty, and there will never be another. We love you, praise you, and honor you right now. In the precious and most holy name of Jesus Christ, I do pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Listen, I love coming and talking with you here on Wow Moment. I love being here on the Now Network and being able to come and minister to you. Listen, we, we don't push uh, the donation thing, but we do accept donations. If you want to donate, we gave uh, all the credentials are going by all the ways to give. Uh, Cash App is, is, a, is a big way to give, and that's at dollar sign Frank Costin. That's my name, F-R-A-N-K-C-O-S-T-O-N. That is a, one way to give, and you can also uh, give by sending uh, to Frank Costin at Wow Ministries. You can send that in mail at, at P.O. Box 655, Jacksonville, North Carolina, 28541. That's P.O. Box 655, Jacksonville, North Carolina, 28541. Uh, we thank you for, for viewing today, and we thank you for uh, listening. We'll be back next week, the same time and uh, same channel. So however you find us this week, you can sure to find us next week, the same time, same channel. We love you. God loves you. And until we see each other next week, I pray the peace of God and the favor of God be on your life. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's episode of Wow Moment with Frank Costin. We hope that you were blessed by this message. Please remember to subscribe and click the notification bell on YouTube. Like us on Facebook and listen to us on podcasts at Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Plus. We want to interact with you, so please leave us a comment, prayer request, and a praise report. If you are looking for a church home, we will help you with that as well. 
We would love to have you as part of this ministry. There are three ways to become a partner. One, subscribe to our channel. Two, share our link with at least three family members and three friends. Three, you can also partner by making a donation via cash app at dollar sign Frank Costin. We look forward to joining you again with another encouraging message. Until then, God loves you and so do we.